All right, welcome everyone back to an episode of the Summits Podcast. Here we are, Q4 of the year, 2021, headed towards the year deuce deuce, as I like to call it. Today's episode, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, quite frankly, because we're getting our international flavor on a little bit uh, with my, what I would say, my British brother from another mother. He probably won't want to admit that. <laughs> uh, many may recognize this chap from the uh, past two and evening with Heroes Galas. Um, we would like to uh, welcome Mr. Harry Santa Olaya to the Summits Podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. And thank you for that lovely intro. Hey, anytime. That's what that's what we're here for. Yeah. I, I just I, yeah. I need to wind back a little bit. Did you say year deuce deuce? Yeah, referring yeah. to the year twenty twenty two. Okay. I, I just didn't get it at all. Yeah. I missed what is that? Deuce deuce. <laughs> two twenty two. Oh god. Okay, right. There you go. I'm with you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. It really is, yeah. Twenty twenty one, uh Q four. And uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 pumped to be on the on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, well, my name is Vince Todd. I'm Daniel Abdallah, and we already introduced Harry. Harry, why don't you introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners with a little background? Obviously, you sound like you're from the state of Texas, but you know, <laughs> fill everyone in on on on, on where you're from and and uh, kind of some backstory there. Bit of backstory, sure. Um, so I am, yeah. The the more astute of you will have sort of recognised that my accent is from England. Um, I get a lot of people asking if I'm from Australia for some reason. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, very much a British guy. Moved here seven years ago, and here being New York City uh, was where I moved to. I, I um, sort of bit of a little promo there. New York is not dead. Just to, uh, <laughs> confirm that it is definitely not dead uh despite uh rumors that are flying around uh she's very much alive and kicking and i moved there because it's kind of the fundraising mecca of the world it just is it's it's the best i mean in my opinion it's the greatest city on the planet but Uh um, i'm in the fundraising world and there's there's no better place to to base yourself out of you know i operate all over the u.s and and Canada and, and England as well, but but um, the bulk of, of the heavy lifting is done in New York. Um, I moved over seven years ago with a company called Givergy, which is a technology that if, if you've been to any of the uh, recent Heroes events, then you'll have probably have used it. If you haven't used it, um, then you're not you're not doing it right. Like you're not going <laughs> to get us in the right way because uh, that's where you're doing the silent auctions and the pledge moments and actually to be fair it means i'm not doing my job very well as well because if you're not using it you haven't made a donation shame on you and shame on me (laughs) but the the platform itself is a really very engaging sort of like interactive fundraising system and um so 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 that's what sort of brought me over and then i kind of accidentally morphed into a an auctioneer um, which is how I was then introduced to you, Vince. What year did you come over to the U.S. to live? To live um, <laughs> legally, or <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was bouncing back and forth quite a bit when I was trying to work out whether or not New York. You know, we Givergy has a huge. We are we're the market leader comfortably over mm-hmm. in 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 the U.K. We're um, so. 
you know, we 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 more or less support all the major nonprofits in the UK and and maybe um, I should have asked and, when did you start when did you guys start Givergy in the UK? Um, eleven years ago. Okay. Yeah, eleven years ago. So it was uh, well, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and I was brought in right at the sort of embryonic phase of it. Um, literally four or five full time team members in a office, literally the size of this room here. Um, in uh, West London, a place called Notting Hill, uh, made famous by Hugh Grant and yes. Julia mm-hmm. Roberts. Uh, yeah, a little popular popular culture. Not where he was parked in his car. You what? Sorry. Not where he was parked in his car. No, 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 no. no. Uh, it, it, I, and by the way, spectacular movie. If you haven't seen Notting Hill, yes. truly is. Um, I actually watched that on a plane a couple of years ago and was like crying at the end of it. Um, anyway, <laughs> we digress. What, what happened? So, yeah, that, we, we started it there and it grew very quickly in the UK um, because the system, yeah, it's awesome. It's very good at, you know, bringing fundraising events to life and and um, making the process of donating and bidding and so on just much more fun and creative. And so I was working out whether or not it made sense to to move over full time. So I was bouncing to and from, but I'd say I moved over in September uh, 2000 and I want to say 14 would have been, that would have been probably the time that I was fully committed. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> New York would not be the first to say that I've got you know, perhaps commitment issues, uh, <laughs> but I finally did. And so uh, I moved full time and uh, haven't really looked back. I, I I love I love the city. I love operating here in the U.S. Givergy has gone from strength to strength. My role, as you know, and I'm sure we'll explore, kind of moved away from Givergy full time. Um, well, I'm still very much an active member of the team and, and proudly so. But I'm sort of accidentally, as I sort of mentioned, a few years into my Givergy. Uh, time in the U.S. Uh, ended up on stage for a handful of clients, and the rest is history. That's that's kind of what happened. Sure. So you said 2014, you're over here, uh, still doing the Givergy thing full time, which I guess didn't really change, but really focusing on the, the core product and, and the service that it provides to nonprofits like ours um, and events in general. Um, but then what? Yeah, what was that kind of tipping point that, or maybe the, the initial instance that caused you to? dip your toe in that uh, other service shall we say right yeah uh well a combination of things one um it was kind of a a very happy accident you know it's sort of like i i mean we've all been to plenty of galas and and we've all had times where we're sort of sat there sort of rolling our eyes or or working out how long we got left of, of of a speech that's already 25 minutes going you know and like i felt like i'd really learned the process of how to keep, you know, run of shows tight and and make the most of the Givergy system throughout it, um, and more importantly, truthfully, from like quite a selfish perspective as a business owner and someone that wanted to see the growth of this platform that I know can do a great job for clients, um, I was getting frustrated because people on stage were sort of alluding to a platform that you you know if you want to give feel free to you know pick up the tablet or use your cell phone and it was kind of hinting at donate i'm like no 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 like 
you're at a gala, you're here raising money for cancer, um, you know, you know, supporting cancer victims, um, you know, supporting, you know, science research, you name it, you know, school providing, um, you know, essential needs for kids at, you know, Boys and Girls Club, whatever it is you're raising money for, you can't come to an event, indulge in the food and the wine and, you know, get all dressed up, meet your future wife or husband, have a dance, get a little loosey goosey and like leave spending less than you would on a happy meal. Like that's not okay. So for me, I was seeing that and I was looking at the stats the whole time thinking like, Givigi can be doing better for clients and it needs to be pushed harder from the stage and just done in the, you know, in a fun, engaging, tasteful way. And I, so truthfully, at the same time of me kind of getting a bit frustrated in the audience at a lot of these events, a couple of clients reached out and sort of said, hey, like, would you help us? You know, if we carved out a bit of time in the run of show, would you help us promote the system? And um, that, you know, I'd grown up doing a lot of acting and spent most of my sort of, you know, up until sort of 21, spent a lot of time on stage and always loved it and um and sort of jumped at the opportunity and true you know in new york it's kind of a classic like the american stories like you know it worked quickly and it worked well it was good for givergy and and good for me but overnight it went from like you know supporting a handful of events to um you know 50 the next year and and the following year 100 and, and now i'm sort of exclusively focused on that and givergy is 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 um, it's a very symbiotic relationship, you know. There's the, the one supports the other, and and very often it one leads into opportunities. That, but give you sports, you know, thousands of events a year, and and I can only I can only do about a hundred. Or I'm trying to actually scale back, to be honest, so I can really focus on being a much more consultative role within a campaign. Okay, what was the very first event that you were on stage? The very first event I was on stage was for, um, I think it was actually, it was a, a big one for the what was then called the, friend, the Friends of Hudson River Park. Huge fundraiser in New York. Um, and it was at uh, Cipriani. Sorry, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was down at Chelsea Piers. About 900 people, so I kind of <laughs> dived in right at the deep end. But I really did, you know, I wasn't doing an auction. That's a big difference, okay. right? So now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sort of more recognized as an auctioneer as opposed to. So then the role was you have five minutes to get people to use the platform in a pledge drive. And this was a client that had previously not got as many, you know, as much volume in um, in donations. And so I was like, yeah, let's go. So up I go and. Um, that's an event that's like just, you know, front rows, just like solid A-listers. So it was quite intimidating, to be honest, but I really loved it. And sure enough, the system did its job. I did my job and like got, got that taste of like, hmm, kind of like this. This is fun. And then like, you know, the next time I get a call, it's like, hey, you know, we know you know how to use the pledge system on the give. Can you sell some items as well when when you're up there? And you know, there's a part of me that's like, well, aren't there professionals that do that? Isn't that like a, a thing? You know, you don't you need like a certificate or some sort of <laughs> verification that you know what you're doing? But then the other part of me and the much bigger parts like just say yes and just have fun and enjoy it and make the most. And very quickly it became something that's like part of my soul. Like I love being on stage and, and raising money for organizations. 
um, and feeling like I'm making a difference. I, I love the the idea of kind of the unscripted element to it, not knowing exactly what's coming next, building characters in the audience and trying to get a whole audience on side. And, you know, I love it when a client's like, especially a first time client, I love it when they, they say, oh, you know, our audience is kind of, you know, they can be quite boisterous, quite loud to, you know, I'm like, cool, like, let's, let's get them on. Yeah, and for me, I'm like, challenge accepted, let's go. You know, because <laughs> once you get them on side, that's when you get more spend out of people and and you never need to bully an audience into giving you should never bully an individual and you know they should feel part of a show and that's what i that's what i love to bring like i I really do and 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 give it you really helps um helps facilitate that and um yeah I'm, i'm very lucky and truthfully at the exact time that that thing was happening that kind of growth of the on stage presence started to emerge I was also really coming to terms with the fact that I'm a useless manager. Like I'm not <laughs> good. Like I'm good at certain things, but Givji was growing in the US, and the you know the office was you know getting bigger, and the the headcount was getting bigger, and I'm dealing with all the nonsense that I'm no good at. You know, people's you know, and and you know the the internet's not working at the office, or the cleaner's not showing up. It's the stuff that's like ah, I'm not good at that. You know. Um, so it kind of happened at a perfect time because one of the other partners of Gibbage could come in and just sort of take the reins and keep the ship moving in the right direction. And I can go and have some fun on stage and, and hopefully raise some money along the way. Yeah. So I've, I've seen, well, before we started, before we partnered up, I should say, um, and we were looking into kind of your background and, and uh, when, when that service was brought to our attention, uh, at that point, you had already done some pretty cool events. Now that you know, fast forward two years or whatever it's been, and and don't play favorites here, but what would you say is the one or two events that really stand out to you that were like real special or or just some of your to your favorite events and and why? That's a good question. I, <laughs> um, I mean, it depends on why what makes it special right it's all relative in our in our field right so for me you know if you were to google my name i guess the 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 events that would come to the front are the big ones you know on stage the likes of amfar or um you know hudson river park is one of them but um i don't do the auction for that that's that's not me but um you know i do um you know, Rihanna's ball, the Black Diamond ball, and Pencils of Promise, another big one in in New York. And actually, I'm doing the God's Love We Deliver event this coming October, October 15th, which I think will be awesome for the industry because it's going to, it's several hundred people in the room. It's hosted by um, Michael Kors and Anna Wintour. And God's Love We Deliver has been just an absolute, it's just been an incredible operation and organization throughout covid it's just incredible what they've been doing and but you know these are all very glitzy glammy events and so there are times when i'm on stage and i'm looking out like for example you know rihanna's event i I, you know i got the run of show and i was sort of between rihanna and um and pharrell (laughs) (laughs) seems natural yeah and i was i got that run of show and i was sort of when i was on stage i was sort of looking out and seeing all the faces and the names and 
I was thinking to myself, like, I have no business being on stage in front of these people. <laughs> what on earth is happening right now? Um, but truthfully, like, I just have fun. Like, I enjoy what I do. And true that, you know, if you're good at it and you get the audience on side and they're having fun with you, you raise more money and everyone wins. You know, it's a, I've got a few friends who are actors and successful actors and, 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 and you know, they've, they've actually been to events as well and, and, you know, see me on stage and they've said, like, I wouldn't, I, you know, there's no amount of money you could pay me to go up unscripted in front of <laughs> several hundred people. And yet for me, that's like food for my soul. Like I mm. love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, the, those are the big ones. And I, I love being involved with the, the lights, the angel ball, the black diamond ball, or the amphars and God's love. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud. To, I like those, the big moments. I love them. I love the challenge of those big lofty numbers, you know, um, the, the Philadelphia fights cancer, you know, we raised $13 million in, in our last in on stage, wow. you know, on our last, um, in-person event, I should say not, we, we did a virtual event as well, but, but the, but truthfully, the, the, the other side of it is like for every one of those, you know, big events, you know, 90% of the events are the ones you don't read about. You won't see in the news or on, you know, you know it won't pop up, you know, when right. you Google it. So, and, and that's why I'm saying it's all relative. So if I can come to a campaign and look at the numbers and see, right, okay, last year you, you, you know, you were raising $50,000, you know, for a local dance company in Rhode Island, for example, which comes to mind. Um, if you can turn that into $120,000, which happened in our first year, you know, it's like a hundred and what, 20% increase year on year. Um, there's one client that, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of finish on this anecdote on this one particular question because it was an, it was a morning event. Uh, it's for the Eagle Academy in New York. It was at Gotham Hall, and it was a morning event before breakfast. And um, I'd looked at all the numbers. They had used givers. I'd looked at all the numbers. I knew there was a bunch of opportunity in the appeal. And so I basically almost like forced them to use me on stage because I know how to make that system sing. Yeah. Like I, I knew it. And, you know, it was a morning event because that saved costs. You know, the budgets were, were low. And I think they were aiming, they were really hopeful for, I think, $40,000 in the appeal on the first year. Um, and look, there's a bunch of traders and executives in the room um, having breakfast and, you know, 450 of them. And I kind of said to them, look, I'm the guy standing between you and trading um, or you and your meeting at 9 a.m. <laughs> so, like, until we get this done, no one's going anywhere. And it was so fun. They responded so well. We hit like $130,000. So it was like 3x the goal. The client mm -hmm. is crying. Um, and I, I remember like cycling away from that event. It was quite early in my time getting on stage and trying to feel out like, is there something here? And um, I remember calling, I remember calling my friend and sort of being like, I mean, it's, it's not even 9 a.m. I was up early. I've been to the gym. I've had a healthy breakfast. Um, I've connected with some friends and family back in, in the UK. And I helped a client raise 3x their goal. And and, and a bunch of kids are going to get scholarships. And like, I mean, it's a great day. Man. It's not even salt. noon yet. Like, what? <laughs> it's not even 9 a.m. I was like, uh, this is what I want to do. I just knew it. And so in that sense, that for me is just so rewarding i absolutely love it so it's not but you, you're not going to read about that event anyway you know it's that's not the the type of event that gets headlines or, or what have you
Sure. Well, good on you for doing it. Good on you for loving what you do and sticking with it. I think that's great. Certainly what has helped attract us and partner with you. Um, the partnership between the Heroes Foundation and you started uh, in our, or for our, I should say, that was the 20th anniversary event when you had the pleasure of coming to Indianapolis. Uh, I knew and it was on your bucket list of places to go. <laughs> yeah. um, and and you know, true, true to form, I mean, you were there. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. It went well. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, did you donate? Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. Everyone did. At our every, yeah. I think everyone at our table. So we, you know, as um part of uh, our company, we have a few tables there and um we brought in some friends of friends of friends and everyone like they still talk about it. Like there's That's still dope. there's still people that remember that guy that was running around at state on stage <laughs> and stuff and jumping off the stage and kicking down invisible doors and stuff. I mean yeah. yeah, it was it was that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing is, I think a lot of the time, also, people don't realize it necessarily, but they will have a better time if they donate. They don't yeah. realize it, and yeah. you got to make sure that you will leave having had a better time if you part, even if it's you know fifty, a hundred bucks. Like it taps into an altruism that's inside all of us, and we don't necessarily know it's there until like we. You know, and, and if you can turn it into a team exercise and everyone does their bits, some people can give tens of thousands and some people can give 20 bucks. Like at the back, of the, you know, my job is to make everyone feel good in that moment and in that process so that we can collectively hit a goal and, and let us all, you know, and nothing irritates me more than when I see people kind of, I'll see often when it gets to an appeal, you know, particularly at top tables, people are sort of like embarrassed for their guests to get, you know, like, don't worry, I've got this, you know, sort of thing. I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're actually, you're robbing them of an, ex, of an experience that can feel good. Like yeah. that is, mm -hmm. yeah. that's all that matters in the world, right? Like it, it doesn't really, it really is that, that is it. Like that's what allows us as humans to be, to feel, you know, is to be of service and to do, to do something for other people. And that, that's essentially what a donation is. And so, if you can tap into that, then then everyone wins. Absolutely, everyone wins. And that you know that I I remember it very well that that first night in Indianapolis. And I'm I'm so pumped to be going back. Like, and it it and also this is you know this I'm not blowing smoke as as an audience. Indy's been good to me. I've, I've done a few events in India. I, I love it there. I was actually I, I I was I went I finally got to see the Speedway the other day. That thing is massive. That is. I can't believe it. I heard you I were mean, in town. <laughs> Little Birdie told me you were in town. It was bonkers. Uh -huh. It was huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. The the speedway track is like three miles. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um so no, I'm excited to be back. I'm I really, really am. I'm I'm thrilled uh, I'm thrilled to be part of this partnership. Well, we're we're happy that you'll be back with us uh, in January uh, in a live event, not virtual. Um yeah. come 2022 as in the, you know the year of the deuce deuce uh what <laughs> real quick before we before we go on to the next piece uh, are you a fishing guide now am i a fishing guide no yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you know what well i love fishing number one um but no my my i'm stay i'm actually out east i'm not in new york right now well i'm in new york state i'm in i'm in uh little place called Shelter Island, uh, which you have to take a little ferry to. And my friend uh, has kindly put me up in, um, I guess is a study slash sort of cabin study-esque thing uh, for this podcast. And 
He has a fishing guide sign, which he created, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> uh, for another friend of ours who we visited in Wyoming, who was our fishing guide, actually, for a, nice. a couple of weeks, which was really cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. Well, so I have to ask you, um, you know, as, as what the Summits podcast is centered around, obviously, the uh, the topic of cancer and, and, and really what is uh, behind the mission of the Heroes Foundation. So, so Harry, what is your cancer story? Um, my cancer, I mean, I uh, touch wood again. Um, my, my mother is a, a survivor of, of breast cancer. Um, so that's the closest person to me um, that, you know, and she, she's, uh, you know, been given the all clear. And, and that for me was, I'm, I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm the youngest, uh, youngest of four I mentioned offline before we got going. Um, and so I think I was around about 12 or 13, and I think I was probably protected from a lot of um, the sort of uh, the bad news that seemed to be sort of flooding in. Um, and then ultimately was was included in, in the joyous news when she was given the all clear after after a surgery. And, um, you know, touch wood, long may that continue. And, and but so, yeah, my mother is without question the closest person to me that that has um fortunately come out um on the right side of a battle with cancer but you know there are you know one of one of my best friends in the world or probably my best friend just recently lost his mother um to the same fight and so it's um yeah it's it's a tough nothing shuts an audience up more as well i've found uh, you know, if you're grappling with an audience and you sort of say, look, we're raising money for cancer support and you know, support cancer victims and their families. And, you know, put your hand up if you know someone who has been affected by cancer. There's no one who hasn't. The whole audience puts mm -hmm. their hand up. Right. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, the guy that's giving unsolicited advice on how to play the markets and so on becomes just a little bit less um, appealing to listen to. You know, it's 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 a really serious um subject that unfortunately has affected absolutely everyone and you know quite an, a, a slightly different anecdote is that the, the other day i mean i was so shocked by this i couldn't um a friend of mine um we we were at a, a at a rooftop in in um, brooklyn and we met we literally just ran into a friend of hers and really nice guy called Chris. And this was four months ago. It would have been, yeah, about four months ago. And just the nicest guy must've been mid thirties, maybe a little bit older, a few, few years older than me. Uh, huge beaming smile, literally looked the epitome of health. Um, and I got a call from Anella um, the other day saying that he sadly passed away from cancer. I couldn't believe it. I, I just, I couldn't, you know, I didn't, it just didn't make sense to me, you know? And, 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 you know, so it's, it's, it's ever present, you know, you, we've got to be really smart. We, you know, we talk about it in the heroes event, you know, making sure you're doing the regular checkups and you're taking care of yourself. And, and look, this is a guy that didn't smoke, um, you know, didn't drink excessively was in remarkably good shape. And, um, you know, at, at under the age of 40 is, is sadly no longer with us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's um, 
you know that's that's why we do these events like we just got to keep some you know keep keep raising the funds and um one thing i do love about my job as well is how much how much i get to learn about the progress that's being made which i don't think enough not 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 through any fault of anyone but I don't think people really get to see some of the incredible change and developments that are being made and the breakthroughs that are happening, which I get exposed to on a you know weekly basis. Um, and one of the things I absolutely love about about my job is like it's my job to learn what's happening, you know, with each organization and the ones that are linked to cancer. I mentioned Philly fights cancer is is a, a huge cancer research making massive gains year on year and it you know it's it's amazing to be even a small part of contributing to these institutions that are making massive differences so um sometimes because it's because it's such an ever-present conversation and you hear of sadly so many people who don't win that battle um, it can feel like just an immovable object that will never be won. It's just a war that can't be. But actually, the the stats are incredible. The amount of breakthroughs that are happening and and the longevity and the new drugs that are being developed, like it's it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, I know you love spontaneity, so we're gonna go off script here for a minute, and we're gonna allow yeah. you to ask us a question or two. Here we go. Oh. Okay, interesting, interesting. I'm going to start with you, Daniel. Yep, let's go. Um, what actually got you involved with Heroes, and and um, you know, how how did you meet Vince? Yeah, so um, we, you know, Heroes and uh, Sessa both have been kind of around me for a while um, in high school. I mean, the company that um, <clears throat> the Brookfield Group that I work for and that my dad started 30 plus years ago has helped uh, Vince and his family and father for, I don't know, years now. Um, 20 plus. Yeah. And so from, from the beginning there, they've, um, um, I helped set up computers in high school. I helped do things through college and now continue to help them on a, a near daily basis, it seems like, based on Vince's text. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that feeling. Yeah. As it gets closer to, to D-Day, I'm yeah. getting <laughs> um but yes i had one of those yesterday actually yeah yeah hey can we can we shoot some footage as well for, for the <laughs> next campaign uh like after the podcast your heads up would have been good i'm literally in like my sweatpants i'm i'm out here with absolutely nothing in in the middle of nowhere no, no, no equipment or anything to, 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 to do the do. Uh, but anyway i love it the only reason why he answered it because he thought it was a text from bumble yeah there it is ah, yeah <laughs> Come up. Well, let's go back to Daniel. Yeah. Let's go back to sorry, story. sorry. Exactly so, where you're at. so yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, I went to the, the galas and stuff when I was younger, and then have been involved with it ever since. But I mean, uh, my my grandfather on my mom's side, he passed away from kidney cancer. My mom's uncle, um, he's he had cancer. Um, he's in remission now. My mom's sister, she's actually an amputee, um, has, uh, um, had her leg amputated mid thigh when she was eight years old, I think. And it's been a crutch her whole life, um, with cancer. She's had it actually three times and survived three times. She's a, she's a guest. Oh, we'll have it at some yeah, point in time. Sure. Um, but, um, my, um, you know, my, my mom's side of the family, we've lost quite a few people to it. And so, 
um, had been involved from with Heroes as far as um, helping out like with the technology and some of the things. And then a couple years ago, Vince asked if I would join the board, and I was more than happy to jump on board and help out in every way I can. And um, great mission. I you know fully support everything that that Heroes does, and uh, just want to you know kick cancer in the nuts honestly and just you know just kind of you know not have it be something that's in you know the everyday life or something we talk about so yeah no for sure it'd be nice to kick kick its ass vince if you could have the dream lineup right what's your dream lineup for a hero's gala so you you know you you get like three performers four performers i'm one of them all right so three performers (laughs) well you would have been one of them to begin with i mean (laughs) harry the Queen Mother. Um, what? Queen Mother died years ago. Well, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's slightly off topic, but yeah, yeah. The Queen would be pretty The, awesome. the Queen, yeah. that's what I meant. I apologize. Um, that's all right. Dude, I, I, well, I have my off-camera answer and my on-camera answer. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I really actually would love to hear the off-camera one. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Right. Uh, I don't know. Who, I, who? Okay, this is a really horrible politically correct answer. Whoever's going to bring the most to the to the to the night to the cause. I mean, again, it sounds cheesy as hell. I get it, but like whoever's going to have the biggest impact on the audience there to do all the things that you mentioned. I mean, we, right. I've been to multiple other events as well as obviously seen all the stats of our own events for for years, and yeah. you hit the nail on the head. Unbelievably, when you said there are a lot of people, especially the, the ones that they come there as part of a, a sponsored table. So they're there for free. Right. Have a nice meal, have free drinks oh, all night long. Yeah. Like you go out, if they went out on a regular Saturday night, they're going to drop 50 to 100 bucks or more. Easy. Yeah. Where, are, then, you, where are you going out on a set? $50? I guess you like a, a, a mocktail in New York. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. But, but say, you know, you, get, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and to, to either not spend, not donate anything or you donate twenty bucks like, you know everyone has their own circumstances. I get it, but it's like, come on. Yeah, no, that's without question. They are the bane of of you know they're, they're just baggage. You're paying. You're they're you are p- paying to have them there, which is crazy. And so it's my job and the job of every other fundraiser that's on stage to make it very clear that that's it's not just a hint. It's like that's not okay. Right. And the reality is about 80% of the room haven't paid to be there, which is crazy, you know, but that is the reality of fundraising. There's a lot of sponsored tables and even mm-hmm. the tables that aren't sponsors, like one or two different people who are buying the table. So it's our job to make sure we make it clear, like, Hey, now's your time to step up. Even if, even if you're giving 20 bucks, that's still exactly, that's what you pay at a, a McDonald's. Right. So yeah. like, you know, um, that's, it's, it's really not okay. But, but the other thing is, in my experience, it's not that people don't want to give or don't have the means to give. They haven't been asked to give mm, sure. in the right way. Yeah. That is what I found when I, all those years back, was sat in the audience kind of thinking like, huh, we could be doing better. Like statistically, Gibbage can do better for our clients. And I think I can help facilitate that because I've, I've been, I know how that system works. So I love that answer though, because like, look, it's nothing politically incorrect about it at all. I, I, you know, the bottom line is like, 
Look, I have clients the whole time like, well, we got so-and-so who's coming to play a song for us. We think that might draw attention. I'm like, no, right? Like who? <laughs> yeah, we got like Stephen Smith's going to play. I'm like, who? sorry, who's Stephen Smith? <laughs> yeah, he came second on X Factor in 2017. I'm like, wait a second. Like, you've lost your mind. No one is coming to, yeah. No one's paying money to come and watch that. Right. And if they are, they're not going to spend more money when they're there, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is celebrities more often than not, don't spend at the event. So they better be a good hook to pull people in. Sure. Um, but you still evaded the question. you got to give me one. Who would you like to see on stage? <laughs> All right, just at- off the cuff. So three people you said. Okay, so you, that's one. So here's 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 the here's the other two. I was joking about me, but I'm I, not. I no, no, think- I'm not. Because you're gonna you're gonna bring the you're gonna bring the thunder. Here's <laughs> right. here's the other two, and they're married. Interesting. Yeah. Wait. And yep. And here's why and I won't say their names so you can guess. I think he commands attention. So when he speaks, people listen. Uh, and no, he's not a politician. I don't want to go the politics route. That's a loss. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and his wife, aside from being very attractive, super intelligent, um, super philanthropic. And I just George think Brady. there you go. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the two no. of them would, would be yeah. phenomenal. No, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a and lot. And most people yeah. don't realize he's a Midwest guy originally. Down, uh, in, I, I believe he's from Kentucky originally. So we can talk yeah. about basketball. We can, hell, we could play basketball during the day. I know you're going to run around like a freaking madman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would just, uh, I'd be too star. So he's, he's dreaming. What a dream. Yeah, they both are. Damn. Yeah, she's like, uh, scarily accompli- you know, just intimidating that right. couple. And then um, when, when at the end of the night, when we've that. had a massively successful event. We can sit around a table and have a little Nespresso together. Yeah, lovely stuff. There we are. Plug <laughs> Nespresso. Um, See yeah, what I did the, there? Yeah, the going to come up from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George Clooney. Yeah, not a bad shout. I would give very uh, – I'd give almost anything uh, to get some stage time with Bruce Springsteen. I would love that. Yeah. I've had – been, I've been very lucky to be on stage with some amazingly accomplished people that, you know, I, I feel – like a, I'm a fraud, even sharing the same stage with them. Oh, I don't but, mind sharing the stage with you at all. Brush. <laughs> Look at you. He's quick today, isn't he? <laughs> um, no, but Bruce Springsteen, I don't know why. I just, that guy, I've watched him so many times live. He Every single time he blows my mind, like how he, how he delivers every single time. Um, and then the other thing is you can just, you know, you quickly sign a guitar and that those things sell crazy. Oh, I'm crazy. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, I am desperate to, to have that moment as well. What about you, Daniel? Who would be your, who would be like your apps? Ooh. You're in the audience. You've been invited over and bear in mind. Now you're an audience member. Okay. So you've had, yeah. you've, you've had, you've had the, the organizer who says, I want money, like totally fair. I get yeah. that. So who's going to bring the, who's going to bring the money. He's very, very graciously, uh, because I'm here, said that he would want me on stage to bring the thunder. Who are you, as the audience member, most excited about to hear? We have a special guest tonight, and it is... If if I were smart, I would have been thinking about this ahead of time. But um, a while after you you dropped that on Vince there... um, Wow, it's it's a lot harder when he asks you the question <laughs> yeah. and you have to come up Isn't with it? it. Yeah, it is. Right. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, come on, you. I mean, right? Like, who's like the bucket list? Who would you? You know, 
who would you really struggle to keep composed with if you, you met face to face? A lot of people, actually. Uh, I mean, We're, I'm deep diving here. This now feels like therapy. Yeah. 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 How does that make you feel? Yeah. Um, well, you know, too Apple. much. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's kind of where where my my head goes is kind of like um, like like for for me it'd be it'd be someone maybe like in my if I'm putting myself in the audience and someone that I would get engaged by it'd be someone in kind of the that tech world that um, like I mean like Elon Musk uh, I mean I, I don't mind Elon but he's kind of I feel like he's overplayed like oh, Tim Cook as well now aren't you? say what. You, you you and Elon are on first name terms as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the big E. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we hang out occasionally. Um, uh, but like Tim Cook, I've you know I've been I read up I've read something about him recently about what he's been able to do after Steve Jobs and like his ability. Like he's yeah. probably one of the least talked about CEOs that have taken over an in, like an enterprise like that and actually t- taken it and ten xed it with with what they've done and. Just hearing him him talk in um, in person, I think, would be fantastic. And um, it, I just think something he would just be complete um, oddball at an event or something like that. Like, I don't see him ever being on stage or something. Like that. I mean, I've he's on stage all the time. But... The event, uh, of mine. He's a survivor too, uh, actually. Oh, really? I believe so. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he he's been uh, in the audience at an event that was in San Francisco. It was kind of. <laughs> The, the big wigs from Apple and Salesforce and uh, Mark um, Benioff. Benioff was uh, he, he had a spectacular moment at that auction whereby uh, he was up against. I want to say at the time it was the CEO of Slack at the back of the room. And bear in mind, I'm on stage. Um, I'm on stage with Chris Tucker in full black tie. Everyone's in black tie. Mark Benioff on the front row. I'm not kidding. It's in in a Hawaiian shirt and flip flops. That's not I was like, yes, I like this guy. <laughs> and and he's a huge guy and basically, you know, just a just you know so tall and just like a like a bear. Um, and um, you know the 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 item was I think it was to do a, a week on set for Space Jam Two, which was uh, LeBron James uh-huh. and you spend a week for. And, you know, for your kids to go around, so I don't think it's Mark Burnie, it's going to be sort of sat around <laughs> watching. You know, so, you know, you can have your kids go and, and sort of meet LeBron and spend time on set. And, you know, I was doing like $10,000 increments, whatever. And he was like, I'm not playing around with that. So he was just dropping $500,000 increments <laughs> oh or whatever. God. I can't remember what it was. It was some, I, I was like, I literally started laughing. I was like, well, this is a, yeah, we've lost our minds. Like, this is, this is fun. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, but that's when philanthropy is just like so much fun. When you, when people are just, they, they're not caught up too much in about just a dollar amounts. It's like they, they, there was a bit of a show going on. There was a lot of tech guys and girls in the room who were kind of it was it was a really cool event and it was all for an amazing cause so it's like yeah no the tech the and actually the who's the ceo of airbnb um he was in the news recently for offering free beds to afghanistan refugees Mm -hmm. which was amazing absolutely amazing yeah um he, he he had a table too and was bidding really Really well. I don't know great. if any of those folks are more than welcome to be in Indianapolis well, yeah, in January. Yeah. That'd yeah, be fantastic. 
be great. Just to say. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Salesforce Dang. has a great has a huge yeah. contingent here in Indy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Mark, oh. Mark, bring the Hawaiian shirt in January. The flip flops. It's all good. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 29th of January for those of you who are that's right. 29th. 29th of January, 2022, and uh, it's going to be a great night. Yeah. So Kaplan, I know you're watching. It's your job to get Mark here because he's your boss, and <laughs> I'll pay. I'll pay for the table. You just you guys just show up. Probably, probably the boss's 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 boss. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. but you know, whatever. Probably several yeah. several <laughs> removed. Uh, yeah, because only when you go to San Francisco and you see this whole skyscraper that has Salesforce on the side, yeah. you can. It's like something out of a Marvel movie. <laughs> Just so you know, Indy has one too. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it taller really? or, or or shorter than the San Fran one? Oh, I have no idea. Anyway, yeah, but I'll have to oh, Google well, it. It's all good. I did not know. Yeah, yeah. So they acquired a company called Exact Target here in Indianapolis, and now it, okay. they obviously realize, hey, Indy's a hell of a lot cheaper operation than San Francisco. So they yeah, apparently really... if a night if a night out's fifty dollars, then <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm being reasonable. Fifty bucks is not going to get you steak and shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's, but, but, but anyway, which yeah. is where we're going when you get back in town. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so another yeah. little plug, Craig. You're welcome. Um, all right, any other questions for us? Um, truthfully, I know people probably think this is all staged. You know, when you watch these things back, but. I didn't know that I was going to be asking any questions. <laughs> I thought I did all right. I just threw that out there. I thought we could, we harvested some good stuff. We did, you know, huh? Daniel went techie, all yeah. nerdy. Oh, yeah. It's on brand. Techie stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and actually, true to form, really, you were focused on the cash, Vins. Uh, I was focused on, you know, arguably one of the best entertainment entertainers out there. Clearly, and, and Danny was running point on, on all the on all the graphics. You know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's okay. It only hurts a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, in uh, in short order, we'll wrap up here. Um, hey, Harry, thank you again, seriously, for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time out, sharing your background, your story, um, and obviously our partnership. Um, we appreciate you. Um, and thank all of you viewers and listeners for taking in this episode. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Hit that little notification bell um, so you can find out when new episodes drop. And don't forget, beat cancer.